0: Mental Neuroses, my name is Doug, and these are my acute Mental Neuroses. Let's just jump right in to the list you cannot see. No preface needed. Fire of doing pre-Denver Pop Culture Con. Yeah, I've been trying to clear my desk of everything, everything, everything. Um, The only things I have left on my to-do list are some minor things like clean my computer screen and post some things to the interweb and, you know, back up some files, but really that's about it. Um, I'm going to call Deb later today, and we're going to work on our schedule for all the programming for Denver Pop Culture Comic Con, which I know I'm just going to combine both of them and just call it that by accident for the rest of my life. But no, so all I really have to do is a lot of li- just little things, and uh, and it feels good. Um, I'm going to pretty much walk into uh, Denver Pop Culture Con just free and clear of everything, and be ready, because, uh, June 1st, we launched Fear Agents, uh, which I'll talk about, uh, in a little bit on the list you cannot see, but yeah, I mean, just, I've been getting everything done, we've got our stickers, we've got our shirts, we've got our badges, we've got, um, I got a new backpack, uh, because my old one, it was finally starting to fall apart, lasted about, oof, three years, maybe, I mean, that's pretty good for a backpack for me, um, structurally, the bag itself was fine, but the, uh, right strap was, uh, the embroidery was starting to go and the strap was kind of starting to hang a little cockeyed, so I just thought better of it and said, well, I've got the money right now, I'm just going to pull the trigger on a new bag and have it ready for Comic-Con, and that's that's that. I didn't want that strap to come undone uh, while I was at Comic-Con and having to struggle with just, you know, things going wrong, even on a minute scale like my backpack falling apart. Uh, I guess that's not really minute, since I'd be carrying a bunch of shit. But anywho, um, but Fire of Doing, yeah, uh, felt great. But I've been super productive um, for the last, probably, week since we last talked, listened, taken in through whatever orifice you hear things from. If you're a sentient gas cloud or a Martian, I'm not going to pretend to know your biology. That would be rude. Yeah, just been getting everything done, and uh, feels good. I've been I've been hanging out at my little watering hole, my haunt. Uh, to get work done, and I've been working on the Fear Agent um, covers pretty much non-stop. As, like I said, uh, for the last couple weeks that I had designed, I uh, had sketched three of them and didn't decide which one I liked better, so I'm just going to do all three. The first one is going to be posted uh, this week to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so I'm looking forward to that, and then the second cover will go up uh, shortly before we launch, and then the first cover will be, I'm sorry, the third cover will be on the day we launch, I assume. Once again, I don't really have a 100% concrete schedule because of the fluidity that is Fear Agents and how it's gonna work. But all three covers will be released by time of launch. Um, But I've been really quiet, uh, and people have noticed that. They're like, uh, whether it be at the day job, and I'm like, yeah, my brain's on like nine different things right now, and I'm just cycling through everything, and then I'd get up from the day job and go sit down at my little uh, place and go, Okay, I'm just going to sit and quietly work, and the people that work there were like, you're not talking very much. Usually you're, you know, you don't shut up or you have something to interject on a side conversation or you have a funny aside uh, about your day or just in general. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, I'm just, you know, working on things and, um, you know, really nose to the grindstone to the point where I almost don't have a nose uh, nor a grindstone. I've worn them both down, really. Uh, Mutual Erosion, that's how much I've been working, Mutual Erosion. Something else we've been working on, last week uh, when I recorded with Troy, when I recorded Nerd Vomit, he videotaped it, or whatever you want to call it. He had a GoPro and we set it up and um, I have no idea what we're going to do with that video. Um, I don't know if we're going to start presenting Nerd Vomit as both a podcast and a vlog type of thing, Um, but I did park our video channel. Uh, YouTube backslash the BACN, I believe it is, or BACN. I'll have to double-check that. But I don't know what we're going to do with them right now, but eventually I think we're going to launch a video channel, which was always on the list of things to do with the network. Um, We just didn't know if we wanted to do um, something like a video podcast or original content um, that was scripted or improv or reality uh, I mean, we, we've, we have ideas. Um, it just, it was, there was always something kind of bigger on the horizon we had to take care of, like Kathy Hammond, uh, not to be confused with Kathy Griffin, a certain listener has told me. Though I'm not a huge fan of Kathy Griffin to begin with, though she did kill it as the MC at uh, Joan Rivers uh, Comedy Central Roast. That's the one thing I got to give her. Uh, not Suddenly Susan, not even that. Uh, not the Trump beheading thing. Not that, just the John Rivers roast, and that's it. Um, But anyway, but Kathy Hammond has, you know, taken up a lot of time. Fear Agents, of course, has been taking up a ton of time, um, as well as just keeping the network trucking on the day-to-day stuff and weekly stuff. So, video channel, down the road, but it's it's getting there, slowly but surely. Um, Once again, it's one of those, much like Fear Agents, where I will just spend so much time working on it, and then I'll surface and go, oh shit, that's going to be happening next week, type of thing. Final Fear Push, next thing on the list you cannot see, um, yeah, like I said, we've got all the marketing, we're pretty much ready to go, I'll be posting stuff um, throughout the next like week and a half before the launch, and I gotta say, I'm feeling, I'm feeling better, I know the last couple of weeks I've been talking about the anxiety and dread um, of it failing, and how do I, am I internalizing that, am I externalizing that, I'm obviously externalizing it on the show, but the fact that, like, I'm like, oh, I've got the cover, uh, the cover's on pretty much on time, and everything's kind of going, you know, falling into place schedule-wise makes it feel really good. Um, we do have a few followers on Instagram and, and Facebook right now, nothing to really, you know, sound the the horn of celebration, that's not a term or a thing, but, uh, you know, nothing to throw a parade about yet. Um, I'm assuming that in the next couple weeks um, that number's going to grow and that's, you know, by the time we launch we'll have a pretty decent audience, so I'm happy, Um, you know, using Comic-Con as a springboard, uh, Denver Pop Culture Con, and um, our intern, uh, my friend JR, uh, actually has his shirt and he's going to be on the East Coast this week and he'll be promoting Fear Agents uh, at a few festivals. Um, very grassroots, um, promotion, so... Yay! Um, I mean, I didn't give them any stickers, I was like, don't, you know, worry about that, but, you know, if anyone searches for Fear Agents, um, it will come up. Ooh, I should probably check the metadata on that. Well, that's something else on the fire of doing pre-Denver Comic Con. But yeah, so the final, kind of, big push, I'm gonna be building a, a, Facebook ad next week, um, for that, so that should hopefully garner some attention. Uh, And then, you know, we start, and of course, um, really the only anxiety I have now is that we're launching it literally in the middle of Comic-Con, we're launching it the busiest day of the con, (laughs) so, um, you know, hopefully maybe that late afternoon um, or evening, that's when everything will really start moving on um, our posts and um, our interactions on Fear Agents on Facebook, so... You know, I'm just a little worried that I'm going to get tied up with them for Comic-Con. Um, I, I, I picked a great weekend and the worst weekend ever to do it. So that's really the only anxiety I, I have. Uh, the only thing that's really making me neurotic. But I, I'm really over the um, fear of failure. Um, really, at this point, I've done all I can. And I'm very much just acquiesce to go, it's either going to go or it's not. And if it doesn't, then... I'll put it to the side for a little while. Figure out what it's how it's gonna be reintroduced into the world, whether as uh, a novel or a podcast or something. Um, maybe kind of a choose your own adventure book. Um, I- I'm not quite sure. That's a that's a writing structure and a series of mechanics that I haven't really explored because I thought you know that this internet thing will work. So we'll see. Uh, lastly. I mean, I know it's a short list, so I'm not going to spend too much time, I hope not too much time, on this last thing because it's a question mark. And it's not filler, um, but it's something that, you know, I haven't really talked a whole lot about some of the pop culture questions that plague me. And while I was looking at the programming of uh, Denver Pop Culture Con, there was a panel that struck me. Actually, it struck JR, and then he said it out loud, and then we started talking about it, and I went, well, this is how they get you hooked into wanting to go to that panel. And weirdly enough, we're probably not going to go to that panel, um, you know, just based on there's so much stuff to cover on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that weekend. And it's funny that this panel happens over the weekend that Godzilla King of Monsters premieres uh, in theaters, which I am totally going to go see, even though I haven't even carved out the time to go see John Wick. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Godzilla's Greatest Foe. And I literally, I went, well, it's got to be King, you know, Gohira, or whatever that one, the three-headed one is, Gamera, is that that? King Gamera? I think that's right. Uh, or Mecha Mechagodzilla? Um, not Mothra, because Mothra ends up becoming a friend. Um, I know they fought in the uh, newest Godzilla with the whole monster universe, with Monarch and uh, King Kong and the uh, Skull of Crystal Island, or whatever the fuck that movie was. But anyway... And, and we got to talking, and I said, well, it's got to be one of those two. I mean, ultimately, one of those two. It's not humanity, because Godzilla steamrolls over humanity. Sorry. Us humans, we don't even rate on Godzilla's greatest foe. And, uh, you know, I, I, I made a case for Mechagodzilla that even despite the fact that it's, you know, reinforced mechanical technology, and that, you know, it is easily taken... Not easily, but, I mean, it is eventually taken apart by Godzilla... I would say Mechagodzilla is his greatest foe. Because not only is Godzilla facing himself, which asks all of the philosophical questions of facing yourself, but you're also facing a literal, your fresh flesh and blood self, or whatever reptiles are made of. Um, I don't know. Uh, evil and bugs and scales and such? I don't know, they're not really made of bugs. I just assume they're, like, a bunch of ants in a little lizard suit, like uh, children pretending to be an adult and stacking up on top of each other in a trench coat. That's wrong. I'm no doctor. But, uh, no. But, like, a, a flesh-and-cold-blooded reptile, or a flesh-and-blood, you know, human, um, as, as for a metaphor, for, uh, you know, the literary uh, idea of man versus himself, uh, but you you have flesh and blood uh, version versus literally the the other end of that like mineral hardened technology um, still science that that through line still works. Uh, but you're literally he's literally facing himself in a way that he's not. and I think that's what makes him uh, Godzilla's greatest foe, Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, I know robot clone uh, kind of a cop out but um and and but visually, I think quite striking. And, uh, King Gamera, it's like, yeah, it's just another fucking monster. Um, I mean, he's just, he's fighting, you know, another force in nature, and that's not exactly an opposite. It's simply opposing. So, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not discounting, uh, JR's arguments in that, you know, obviously, uh, if Godzilla is to be the king of monsters, he must defeat all the monsters, or the, the other stronger ones, uh, which would be King, uh, Gamera. So, yeah, I mean defeating King Gamera would get him King of the Monsters, but to truly become, like, his own self-realized king of aforementioned monsters, I think he has to face himself, and that, I think, is Mechagodzilla. So, you know, talk amongst yourselves on that, Uh, I'd love to hear what you think of uh, what you know, Godzilla's greatest foes, I'm sure I left out a bunch of monsters, and I'm not even talking about Godzuki, because emotionally that's his crippling moment of fucking Godzilla Jr. bullshit. Who's Godzuki is the scrappy-do of the Godzilla world, and I will not spend any more time uh, dignifying that creation on this show, or even with a uh, second thought. So, uh, on that note, uh, I'm Doug, uh, these are my acute mental neuroses. I think I've already screwed up the outro, so uh, that's been it. I'm off to uh, go look at that metadata, like I said, Uh, and uh, kind of a uh, a fade-to-black-for-a-week-edition. Good night, Internet. If you like this, check out some of our other shows, like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls, We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.